This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. Here again are Professors Ken Tropshire and Scott Rosner. Welcome back. This is the Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm George Perry here sitting in for Scott Rosner and with uh, co-host and star of the show, Ken Shropshire. <laughs> you got the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> we are thrilled to uh, welcome our next guest, uh, Ken Belson, who is a staff writer at the New York Times. Um, and has been with the Times uh, for for quite a while, um, but been writing for for sports uh, since 2009. Interestingly enough, he, he's he's the author of a book. I'm I'm definitely going to to go get run out and get Hello Kitty. It's uh, Hello Kitty: The Remarkable Story of Sanrio and the Billion Dollar Feline Phenomenon. And that's because Ken has a has a lot of experience in Japan. And we're going to spend some time talking to the NFL. But if we do get some time at the end, Ken, I'd I'd love to. Ask you about the uh, Tokyo Olympics that are that are only about three years away. But well, welcome to the show, and we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks, and I can save you from having to run out and buy the book since there's no bookstore that sells it. But uh, <laughs> I believe you can get a copy for 19 cents on Amazon. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I, my career has been in business writing, and that was an interesting business project. I, I, a, lot diff- a lot different than the NFL. Let's put it that way. I know I was half joking, but but you know I I do I, that actually did sound very interesting to to compare that with kind of uh, Disney and, and and the Mickey Mouse phenomenon. It had to mm-hmm. it had to have been pretty interesting. I may go out and spend my nineteen cents on that. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, let's let's talk a little NFL. Um, Ken and I have been bouncing some things back and forth, but uh, you you recently. I've written a couple articles, and and we can probably jump right into to the article you wrote about uh, the the Jones saga and and uh, and his uh, call it a feud between uh, some of the other owners on the compensation committee and and Mr. Goodell himself. And um, you know, do you think these are solely motivated by uh, the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, or do you think there's more uh, more to this story? Uh, I think Jerry Jones and some owners. Um, most sizable minority of owners have been upset with the way the league has operated on certain issues over the last few years. Uh, there are owners who feel that the NFL is getting dragged into a lot of issues that have less and less to do with football, uh, but are more about social concerns, uh, public perception, uh, things like uh, bullying and domestic violence, uh, which, while everybody can agree, are, are not good things. There are questions, at least to some of these owners, whether the NFL needs to be pouring as much resources into addressing those issues, not necessarily with their own players. I think they'll all agree that there should be an adjudication system uh, within the league, but uh, whether they should be supporting them on such a national and public basis. Uh, So I think some owners uh, feel that uh, the NFL should kind of stick to its core mission of producing football games. And uh, and that's more uh, that's more a difference or an annoyance than a real uh, fight or struggle. Um, so uh, and I don't think I, while I think those are real issues within the ownership, I don't think uh, they justify uh, the um, uh, how should we say public um, 
uh, airing of Roger Goodell's contract. Uh, that part is very unusual. And uh, although Jerry Jones has denied it, I think most owners in the league that I've spoken to believe it's very directly related to the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott. Hey, Ken, uh, Ken, Ken Shropshire here. Thanks, thanks for coming back on again. I, you know, I, I hear what, you, what, you, what you're saying, and, I, and I, 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 you know, not that my agreeing with you is you know, of any value, but, but I do t- tend to agree with you because it, it seemed like everything was going swimmingly, even, even with the, uh, the protest stuff going on, that, you know, they look more to the dollars, that, that, that the, 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 the media deals, the rights deals, all, all that stuff was going well. And operationally, people were owners were. This is all fine, and and what else are we going to do? And and also, frankly, based on the compensation numbers, it seemed like you know over over the years, not just the last round, but you know I, I don't know. Many of us thought that first time we were up in the stratosphere was a, a blip that there was some kind of you know reserve or so, something was going on there, but. The numbers consistently stayed up there, and now they're talking about an even even bigger number. So, so any anything anything else that that, that really is it, so the Elliott pieces is, is really what what tipped it, but everything else was, you know, not fantastic, but it was going to be fine. Um, you're talking about business wise for the health of the league, right? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think the um, uh, I think most owners would give Goodell high marks on boosting revenue and team valuations. Um, I don't think um, uh, he certainly has not been a drag on the league uh, in that regard. Um, Look, the TV deals have only gotten bigger, the merchandising deals, the sponsorship. But you may remember back in 2010, he publicly said he wanted to get the NFL to $25 billion in annual revenue by 2027. And uh, thinking back now, I'm wondering whether part of that was based on bonuses he might receive for getting the league there. <laughs> but if you do the math, that that turns out to be roughly a billion dollars a year through that period. And uh, he's been on target there at bringing in those deals. So, um, And these owners, look, especially the owners uh, who have come into the league in, say, the last 10 years when uh, teams have gone for uh, no less than seven, $800 million, they want – a return on their investment faster than the Rooney family or the Mara family, which bought their club for $25,000. So uh, there is an imperative to grow the pie. And on that front, I don't think anybody is really criticizing uh, Goodell for doing that. Uh, it's where we get into the social issues uh, that irk some of the owners, both on a personal basis, I suspect, but also on a sort of business philosophy basis, uh, that uh, he's Criticized, and you know the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. I guess is uh, is a uh, uh, an example of that. You know, why are we dinging players uh, at this level for evidence that we may or may not have? If you recall, Ezekiel Elliott was never charged. Um, we, you know, so now we're making our own judgments about what is proper behavior as opposed to just following the police lead. And you know, it gets that is a very real debate within the league, and that is uh, Roger Goodell. I mean, this was not something that went on very much uh, with Paul Tagliabue, uh, but Goodell has seen it as an important mission. And you guys know as well as anybody, leagues have become much different organizations now. They're much more um, uh, accountable to the public through social media, uh, and their sponsors too demand a certain amount of it uh, as well. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of sensitivity around it. And, of course, the league has been trying to grow its own audience, and one of the biggest uh, groups they want to attract is women. So uh, if you want the whole family watching football now, not just a bunch of guys around a TV, you've got to appeal to them in a different way than uh, they did in the past. And, and, and Ken, do you, do you think the uh, you know the fact that the NFL is the biggest league that that's why it's battling a lot of these social issues and and, and has so much focus on it, or is it really a, a, a clear challenge or problem that the NFL is facing? Uh, both. Uh, look, the NFL. Uh, the reason I have this beat. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really cover games, so uh, you know, I, I go to some playoff games, but I'm not a beat writer in the traditional sense. I cover the NFL as a business. And the reason we chose the NFL for this assignment is it is the biggest, and it does tend to set the um, the trend for the other leagues. Having said that, I mean, the NBA is dealing with the same thing. The Major League Baseball is dealing with the same thing. And Major League Baseball just got rid of smokeless tobacco. Um, you know, that's as apple pie as it gets, so to speak, in, in Major League Baseball, and yet they got rid of it partly because there's bans on smoking, uh, in many cities where they operate, and it's also been shown to lead uh, to cancer. So um, they, uh, you know, operated in a way that suggested they are listening to or shifting with the way society changes. And I think the NFL has to do the same. So, so Ken, I, you know, going back to the the contract specifically, you think in the end the contract's going to get done and. You know, and let's get to the specifics of that. Are, are many of the elements that we're hearing are, are, are those for real? The the jet and the health care and the fifty million. Uh, uh, those three elements, which uh, came out in the ESPN story, uh, I believe on Sunday, uh, were true three and a half months ago. Uh, they okay. were part of a uh, long negotiation. Uh, the commissioner has his own, you know, negotiating team, as it were, or maybe a lawyer or two. Uh, and that was apparently the ask then, um, but it's not relevant anymore because the number one it was all rejected, and number two it's gone through about twelve other iterations since then. So um, while true, it's old, um, and the current contract, so far as I understand it, is a lot different. I printed in a story the other day that uh, uh, he now has in his current structure eighty-eight percent of his compensation is. Uh, bonus based or uh, incentive based so uh, and that and those incentives uh, are decided on various committees within uh, the league so the finance committee will evaluate a certain portion of that bonus the broadcasting committee another and so forth uh, and uh, so in other words it's not just the six owners coming up with a contract much of his compensation and the vast majority of it frankly will essentially be voted on by various committees each year and that's that's partly what Jerry Jones was arguing for, and it's already in the contract, is uh, he will be held accountable uh, for the health of the league, and a bigger group of owners will be voting on that every single season. And, Ken, one of the things we have heard, uh, read, is that the owners, uh, some of the owners are basically asking or telling Jones to cease and desist, and, um, you know, and we've, we've read things that say that, that they could go as far as Punishing him, whether it be a fine or a suspension, um, or even uh, you know forcing him out of the league, are, are any of those things even remotely possible in, in your opinion or in your viewpoint? Uh, possible or probable? Uh, Both. <laughs> uh, possible, sure. I mean, anything's possible. Um, probable, uh, I think, 
uh, highly unlikely they would push him out of the league. I mean, the way that Don Sterling got pushed out of the league, that's pretty extraordinary. And I, I think, look, by and large, uh, Jerry's been good for the NFL. Donald Sterling was a rather indifferent owner uh, in the league, and his teams never uh, brought in a ton of money uh, the way the Lakers did or the Knicks do or so on. Uh, but um, so so on that front, I think that would be the, the far remote policy uh, um, uh, possibility. Um, but, you know, there's a range of things they can do. They can find him. They can dock draft picks. They can try and do what they did to George Steinbrenner uh, years ago and have him sit out a year. Um, there's, there's things they can do. Whether it'll happen is another thing. I mean, Roger Goodell would be the man to do it since he would uh, he would hand down the penalty. But now you have a position where the commissioner who's having his contract reviewed potentially penalizes an owner who is criticizing the contract. And so it's a very awkward dance for the commissioner to get involved in. But at the end of the day, the commissioner uh, is, is essentially answers to the other owners. And if there are enough other owners who are adamant that Jerry Jones be penalized, then Roger will probably have to, Roger Goodell will probably have to act. Uh, I don't know if it's there yet. It, it seems like, um, well, the, some of them have very strong opinions, but many others probably would need to be persuaded to go along with it. Ken, I, I brought up in the, the last half hour the, the, the late Al Davis and, and his ongoing, you know, kind of lifetime of, of battles with, with, with the league. And I, I don't think I ever remember a conversation about how do we get him out. I mean, it's interesting to, to think back to that time and, and kind of, you know, read the work of David Harris's book and all the, all the other stuff, uh, Moranis's book and all the stuff that's out there. You know, the, there was a, you know, he and Roselle were, you know, not, not the best of buddies, you know, the famous photo of handing the, the Super Bowl trophy to mm-hmm. uh, yeah. over. Is, is this worse than that? That's an interesting question. I've often thought back to that. I mean, the the original dispute, well, there are many disputes with Al Davis one <laughs> the, to the merger of the AFL and the NFL. And I and, want to be and, the commissioner. <laughs> yes, and, the, and he was the commission, the last commissioner of the AFL, right. and the deal was done to merge without him. And so uh, I think he held a permanent grudge uh, against Pete Rozelle for trying to engineer that uh, and then being boxed out by it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was a long feud. Um, the whole move about L.A., uh, you know, you could you could kind of boil that down to a commercial decision, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and and a broader point about whether a team should have the um, authority to move uh, if it sees a better market that isn't already occupied. Um, but in fact, LA was at the time, as you know, because the Rams were there. But the Rams had vacated and moved to Anaheim, so in fact, LA was open. Anyway, long story short, I mean. You could argue that L.A. was big enough and that uh, other owners could see the value in trying to go to a place with a bigger stadium or a nicer stadium. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think he was suing Pete Rozelle or trying to harm Pete Rozelle directly. And I think this holding this contract hostage is the equivalent to that, um, uh, you know, as, as specific revenge for something that Goodell has done, which is suspend his star player. You are listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Sirius XM 111, and we are speaking with Ken Belson from the New York Times about the business of the NFL. Ken, um, moving on to a slightly or to a different topic here, but still in the NFL, um, another article that you wrote uh, talked about uh, the recent settlement, the concussion settlement 
and how uh, many of the players um, don't believe they're getting uh, they're getting they're either not getting the amounts that they were expecting to get or or it's taken a long time for them to get uh, their payouts. Uh, they're being met with uh, having to resubmit paperwork multiple times, um, and then kind of at the same time we get this information that Ken and I talked about in the in the, the first half of the show about uh, Aaron Hernandez and kind of the seriousness of, of the CTE that he had uh, at, at such a young age. And, um, you know, this can't be good with everything else that's going on with the NFL. This 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 all of this can't be good either. I mean, it, it you know, it just keeps rolling in the wrong direction, it seems like. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a um, it's a it's a issue. The concussions and the safety of the sport and uh, the long term consequences of playing football uh, has now become part of the national conversation. And um, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Um, when uh, I think I heard the part of your conversation prior to my coming on, um, you know, now parents are asking whether football is safe enough for their children, and there's no way they can undo that. Um, the the train, whatever analogy you want to use, the train leaving the station, it's it's a conversation they will continually battle uh, until uh, forever, right? I mean, um, and the league has a problem with that. Uh, the concussion settlement is about retired players, uh, but they are bad advertising uh, for the safety of the sport. And uh, I know Roger Goodell has put um, a lot of effort and continues to promote the fact that they've uh, changed uh, 40 or 50 different rules to make the game safer and have donated uh, or uh, granted uh, tens of millions of dollars for more research and is looking into equipment solutions and all that. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, I think there's a lot of people who just now believe uh, there's nothing you can do to make the game safer. Uh, The fundamental structure of the game is about collisions. And um, I don't know how they get around that. Um, I think there will always be people who watch the game uh, and people who want to play it, but uh, it could become a narrower focused audience um, than than you currently have. Uh, it's interesting. There's a, there's another version of the game up in Canada, and uh, it, it's almost like watching Olympic hockey. If you watch all the collisions in an NHL game on a smaller rink, and then you watch the Olympic version, you'll see there's a lot less hitting because it's a larger rink, and the Canadian field is much wider, much longer. Uh, and it's a much more spread out game, and you don't see uh, as many hits. They also only have three downs instead of four, so most of their plays are passing plays, not running plays. So just by the structure of the game, it ends up being uh, less collisions than you would have in an NFL game. So it could be over a bunch of years that they decide to change the shape of the game uh, to make it safer, and that's something I think is a ways off, but uh, it's something they may end up exploring. Yeah, you know, Ken, a, a guy I played with years ago, we were discussing the whole CTE thing, as, as old guys who used to play too, and he was talking about, uh, he he thinks he survived, uh, again, everybody's thinking they survived, uh, because he had, the coaches had kind of a pitch count with him. They kind of, he was running back, and they kind of kept track of uh, of, of the blows that he, that he took. But, you know, I, I don't know if that, that, you know, sure it makes a difference, I guess, if you, you watch out for somebody. But on, on this issue, uh, and it sounds like I know your answer, I, I've been trying to figure out, is, is, there, is there a way to uh, put lipstick on or a bow on it and, and close it out and, mo- and move on, which, which seems to be in business a, a good way to, you know, w- w- with Tylenol, you, you, you take all the old stuff off the shelf, you apologize, 
and you say it's new stuff and it's 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 fixed. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything we can do um, on this one? And then then I'm going to ask you about the uh, to follow up with on, on the protest issue too. Is there any way to close that one out? So so first on the the concussion issue, any any way to close it out? Um, I don't know. I mean, as long as the, my my inclination is to say you can't fully close it out. You can hope that people get tired of the issue. Uh, that uh, doctors stop studying the issue. Um, but there's unfortunately a kind of, I don't want to say a feeding frenzy, that's, that's too strong mm-hmm. a word, but there's, there's a lot of interest now, thanks to the NFL, like it or not, uh, in doing brain trauma research uh, and uh, connecting it to sports. And that research was very um, thin years ago, but now that there's tens of millions of dollars devoted to it, uh, scientists are now looking at it with more rigor, and that will bring uh, periodic reports that come out that suggest that uh, NFL football or football and tackle football is not safe. And so uh, I don't know how you get around that. Um, on the anthem issue, yeah, I think this, you know, I mean, look, we're, we're only talking about a dozen and a half, two dozen players right now. Um, and it, frankly, the issue was sort of fading away anyway until the president uh, made his remarks um, in September. So I have a feeling in a year from now, we won't be talking about this with the same frequency um, because I think it is a limited number of players and uh, they may, in fact, over time, get what they want, at least out of the NFL in terms of commitment to social issues and other things. So, Ken, you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you don't follow games, you follow the business of the NFL. And I'm, I'm a longtime sponsorship guy, both on the on the I was at Visa for many years when we, we did the NFL sponsorship, and, and now I sell sponsorships. What are you seeing from a sponsor perspective, from a revenue perspective? Are, 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 do you think sponsors are starting to get worried about the, the state of the game, or are they still all on board? Uh, it's interesting. I think, um, uh, I think it's all relative. So relative to other primetime TV, uh, the NFL still reaches more than uh, pretty much more than any other on television, uh, any other programming. So, um, uh, you know, if the ad dollars are chasing the biggest exposure, I think the NFL will still come out ahead. Um, Five years from now, uh, I think the question will be answered differently because more and more people will be watching on a cell phone or a tablet, uh, streaming games uh, entirely and not watching on broadcast TV. And then the equation will change. But I think that's sort of happening now with Hulu and other uh, forms of programming, Netflix, uh, it's it's already happening. So I think as long as the NFL remains the most popular programming around, whether the, even if the numbers shrink, you know, aggregate, uh, I think they'll still command uh, the highest ad rates. And that is, you know, sponsors want to go where the eyeballs are, and if that's where it is, they, they'll keep paying for it. Can big business story on the horizon anything we should be looking out for in terms of of the success of the league or the the problems for the league beyond uh, the 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 anthem and the the concussion issue and well, and of uh, course the commissioner contract <laughs> sure sure I, you know there's a lot of hand wringing now about the ratings issue in the NFL and um you know the numbers last year were largely or at least blamed largely on the election, and, and fair enough. This year they've uh, mixed but still down, uh, maybe not as dramatically as last year. Um, and so I think I, I'm thinking about the analogy here. If you if you guys remember Napster coming in, uh, uh, well, frankly, you know, CD sales were 
steady through the 90s. We used to go to places called Tower Records to buy actual devices. And then Napster came along and figured out a way to uh, to send music to your computer. And uh, everybody said, well, nobody's going to do that. And numbers were down 1%, 2 3% a year. And then they fell off a cliff. And then iTunes came out. And now CD sales are nowhere where they used to be. My point being that the numbers initially are slow, and then they dramatically fall apart uh, when you least expect it. And frankly, the same could be said for newspaper distribution. Um, you know, it was down one, two, three percent, then suddenly it's double digits, and then the ad revenue is down double digits. So uh, these things have a way of sort of trundling mm -hmm. along at a low. Ken, a low I hate time. to interrupt you. We we yeah. are up against the clock here. We really appreciate you joining us. Sure. Uh, you've been listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Sirius XM 111. I'm George Perry with Ken Shropshire and special guest Ken Dawson. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.